My name is Martian, this world I'm out of it Cause with all this ABC shit I'm starting to sound like Alphabet Ha! I kill me, this medicine's counterfeit I was misled by the sound of it How am I gonna get turned up on this Valium shit? Welcome to the show, it's the Acrimonious and Deeper show for August 19th, 2020. Oh, how's it going everybody? Uh, we're one week away from our anniversary show coming up. Uh, anniversary or <laughs> season 5 premiere. Cause I can't believe I've been doing this for four, four years now and then, uh, you know, my PayPal, you know, the stupid account gets keep getting renewed and I forget about it. It's an annual thing that I forget. PK, why aren't you saying the fucking reminder? I just go, I don't know. I, I, I used to you have like annual reminders of somebody's birthday, some anniversary memorial or something, but uh, that was on the Google account. And then uh, ever since I dis- disconnected from the Google uh, platform, uh, that um, I really lost all of that. And then I didn't carry over all the calendar that I had back in the back in the Google days. So um, that's what's been happening. But uh, wow! So uh, episode one seventy nine will be the exact fifty two episodes since the, uh, the, the 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 last Q and A that we did, and then we're keeping the streak alive of the weekly release that I said I would do. Uh, did the season four the go, go the way that I anticipated? Uh Yes and no. Uh, I didn't get to do have any one-on-one or any of the roundtable sessions that I thought I would have. But then again, it's been really busy traveling last year. And then uh, I never talked about some of the places uh, I went. Unlike three years ago, 2017, when I was doing this. And also, I wanted to do uh, sort of the roundtable or interview of sorts. But everybody's been busy working remote. And, you know, everybody's Zoom fatigued and all that shit. So uh, and I want to do it in person. It's way easier to do it in person rather than on a Skype call. I think I I did Skype call based show maybe a couple times in the duration of the existence of this thing. So anyways, uh, we'll, we'll see how the season five varies. I have no idea how it's going to go. But uh, let's see. Let's see how. Let, let's see. Let's see. You know, I, I do the Trump thing, you know, like ne- never before. No other country. Um, but you know, I digress. So, uh, what the hell did I want to talk about just before the uh, before the anniversary show coming up? So, what what is it? You know, while you're still sending in the questions, thank you for the questions that have been incoming privately. Uh, I'm gonna defend Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> uh, I I thought about doing it for two weeks, three weeks, and then I said ah, I gotta shelve that topic. Ah, I gotta shelve that topic, and then I, and also I forgot about it. Uh, but the news that came out the Tuesday evening of the 18th that I record this is as uh, three producers exit the Ellen DeGeneres show amid the uh, workplace complaint uh, complaints. Uh, I'm reading this off of the Global Mail. Uh, it says three producers of the Ellen DeGeneres show exited amid the allegations of a dysfunctional workplace that harbored misbehavior, including sexual misconduct and racially insensitive remarks. Executive producers Ed Glavin and Kevin LeMann and co-executive producer Jonathan Norman have parted ways with the long, long-running daytime series. A spokesperson for producers Warner Brothers said in a statement Monday. Uh, the internal investigation claimed that, uh, you know, based on the BuzzFeed report that came out, uh, based on 36 interviews with the ex-staffers that complained they witnessed many, many of the improper conducts and treatments. Uh, and then, but then the thing was like, hey, it's an Ellen show, Ellen Brand. And then I think uh, Ellen Brand. I sound like I'm saying Elton Brand, the fucking basketball player. Uh, but the main thing is, I think Bill Burr said this too. Is like, God, it's like it's unfairly all on her. Yes, it's her branding, and then it's like, oh, it's Oprah. And then, but then there are a lot of producers and all that. This show has. 
come a long way in almost two decades since it's been on the air, right? I think it was on the show since like 2002, 2003. The show debuted in 2003. That's what this article says. All right, so around the time Dr. Phil came along. And then uh, there were, it just it just goes, Bill Burr said it. And then uh, I, I, I'm going to reiterate, I'm going to paraphrase here what he says. Like, look, the amount of fame and then the expectation they have they have of her, Ellen, the host, it's it's unrealistic to keep such whatever niceness and all that stuff that they have. And then, uh, and then the people under, under that show working under her, I'm not excusing their behavior or anything. I'm just trying to understand what the environment was. Granted, as pitiful and god-awful those reports were from the BuzzFeed, you know, the amount of pressure they're under and then try to keep up the quality and everything, it's, it's, it, it, you can't. You just can't do it. So it sucks they were making bad jokes and it sucks and then they're in a this goddamn bubble and then never do whatever but it i can't it, like it's like it's not ellen it's not all ellen it's all it's all people underneath and then her brother came to ellen's brother came to a defense where she's what did he say vance uh if you think ellen would knowingly allow bullying and or racism on her show you don't know my sister uh he said this uh august 4th she has been and continues to be the bright, a bright light in a dark world. She's one of the kindest, most generous people you'll meet. And one of the funniest. And, you know, my sister's being viciously attacked. Let me assure you, it's all bullshit. Uh, yeah, you gotta defend your sibling and your blood, of course. And then uh, people quickly forget, you know, like the three decades ago in the 90s when Ellen came out bravely, you know, how the things were in the 90s. Uh, it's... It's... It's unbelievable, you know, what kind of turnaround she had. And then she got blacklisted, blackballed because she came out as a lesbian in the 90s. You know, and how she, and this show turned it, turned it around. And she's she is a culturally significant fabric of American entertainment and the social norm. You know, how far we have come. And yeah, she made a lot of money. And then yeah, and then she got a lot of shit for you know all the COVID things. Like I'm like in a home in like a house arrest, and people were so offended. Like everybody gets offended about everything, and I just go like, yeah, it is like a house arrest. I can't believe I'm saying this again. And then, but and then Ellen as a whole, I just go like, I never fully bought the whole nice thing. Yes, like how can you be? Aside from, you know, putting a face, a brave face, having a bright, kind daytime show, bubbling bubbling celebrities up and all that stuff. And then she has a vicious side too with the pranks and everything. I just I did see that and then now I see a YouTube video that I saw last week, like, oh, she was so mean to Jessica Simpson, you know, she was just like fat shaming her or just taking advantage of her when Jessica Simpson came out into the show drunk and all that stuff. I'm like, dude, she's a comedian to start from the eighties. She was on a fucking Johnny Carson, the Tonight Show, you know? And then I saw her stand up from last year, a couple of years ago. She was really vicious, and I enjoyed it. And I just go like, you know what? People say you're so nice, but I just go, no, Ellen. Seeing your stand up, seeing you how went through the bullshit that you were as a closeted lesbian for like over 15 years until you came out on a national spotlight, and then you you got dropped by your agent and everybody. Then you came back, made this roaring comeback as a cultural fabric in America. I it's. It's unbelievable. But then now people just like knock that down. It's like, you know, Ellen and her bubble and their whole fucking producers. And I just go, yes, the, what the producers did said are a piece of shit moves. And it's, to be honest, it's no different from any other things. And yeah, we should fix the toxicity and all that shit. And then the systematic problem 
Of course, especially run by white men, the three producers on this show. And then there were assholes like, don't look at her, you know, when she walks by. But, you know, what they meant to say, probably, as Bill Burr said was, look, she's going around 20, 24 hours a day expecting to be this nice, bubbly personality. There are times that she needs to wind the fuck down, you know? She's a human being too, right? And then, like, one time that she comes off assholey, having her vicious, you know, the stand-up you know, comedian side come up, and then they just go like, oh, Ellen was so mean, you know, all that stuff. And, yeah, she, she probably lost her sight, managing through the show and everything but how like what the fuck do you expect you you can't if you get into a global celebrity fandom stardom scale at that level how how can you not build a buffer and then like dude i need a wall too and every little thing she shows her home or whatever all that stuff it's it's all it's it's a lot to handle and then like what like some some fucking loser on a twitter who hasn't even been in that like fucking pedestal of things Know how to handle this shit and you're the judge of it? Come on, give me a fucking break. So, in the defense of her, and then like when she did the stand-up, she came off vicious. Am I <laughs> vicious in a sense, like how the light and day she seemed compared to her, you know, daytime show. Although, granted, there are some moments when I watch the Ellen show, I just ah, I see it in her. She just like I, I love her pranks and I love her honesty, all that stuff. You know, they're still in you, Ellen. They're still in you. And then I, I love that about her that way. It's not the niceness and then the bright lights and everything. That I enjoy, but I, I I like the directness and then the the honesty she has. Like, dude, what the hell? What the hell is she gonna do? She came out and then she came out of the closet on the fucking national television show, and then she overcame all that. And then yeah, and then some employees fucking slipped, and then yeah, it 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 became a pressure cooker. And even all the celebrities like Brad Garrett and all these people, her former DJ, come up and is like, yeah, the show like as nice as it comes off is like. The fucking pressure is unbelievable. It's like, I just go like, it's no different from any other work environment. Unfortunately, like Apple pressure cooker, Samsung when I was in there, pressure cooker, Amazon pressure cooker, customer, customer, viewers, viewers, uh, <laughs> you know, sponsors, sponsors. It's no different. But, you know, I, I, I gotta, I gotta say like, is I'm glad the bad actors, you know, had to be called out and then um, had to be reprimanded. Rightfully so, but I don't think it's just I I don't think it's fair to put it on Ellen because she's a staple brand and then she has admitted her faults and then I feel like people are piling on her for just sake of piling on her. I think there's a bit of that too, especially over the last six months or so. It's like why is Ellen tonight? You know all that stuff and then like wait why is she in her house? I just go like where would you expect her to be in a fucking apartment? You know instead of a Beverly Hills in a downtown LA? You know what the fuck did you expect her to be? You know, and then she, like you, you can't. As much as people want to, like, it, it's hypocritical in my opinion. How the Twitter or whatever the fucking those people are, you know, as much as like you wanna, you want them to be as close to you, but yet you, you cannot grasp their level of, you know, fucking fame, and the money, and then the pressure they're under. You know, so don't think like. You know what the fuck they are going through. The privacy, the smiles they gotta put on face constantly. They can't go shop like they want to, right? And all those people. It's like you can be, you can. What did Dave Chappelle say? You can be infamous, but you cannot be unfamous, right? It's like, yeah. What can you do? And then, uh, so I gotta, I, I gotta say, I think she's been under a lot of pressure. She has come a long way. I don't think we should dismiss her, 
her as an individual that has come out and then you know significantly move forward for LGBT LGBTQ community. You know, I I don't think you can just dismiss that. I like what what other celebrity or significant figure has come this far in in this millennium. You know, other than her. You know, and like, am I defending the show and the behavior? No, but I think I could see where they were coming from. And yeah, and a piece of shit move should be called out as a piece of shit move. But putting all on Ellen, like I'm I'm kind of advanced. You know, Ellen's brother on this one, and then you know, and then. She's a stand-up comedian. She, if she was so nice, if she was so nice, and then didn't have such a mean streak either, how do you think she would have the persistence and then the fucking work ethic to get where she is today, right? I mean, I just go, hey, that's the fucking American way. <laughs> I sound like a fucking MAGA. And then people are, there are other things like, oh, how can she hang out with George W. Bush? All that stuff. I was like, get the fuck out. Like, like... Yeah, I don't like George W. Bush either, but then I'll be like, what, you you just not going to be, like, courteous to people? Especially for her having a day, daytime television, you know? It has to be black and white, it has to be red and blue that way. I mean, this is why fucking Trump got elected to begin with, some bullshit like this. This is a war criminal. Yeah, I agree. And then the rest of the fucking Bush underlings under him, you know? So, just, just... I'm not saying get over it, but put it into a perspective. I'm not saying get over it. Again, I'm not saying get over it. You got to call out the bad actors and the bad behavior where they are. But if you really had this idea of Ellen that this is nice, fluffy, colorful, whatever, the shining light of everything. No, that's not how the showtime work goes. No, that's not what it gets to be number one. That's not what it takes. You don't... You don't become number one just being nice, but then there's a lot of dedication, hard work, struggles, and uh, conflict, and all that you go through. And yeah, the staff lost the way, but I'm not going to put that on Ellen and be like, oh, Ellen, you're solely responsible. It's unfortunate because it's her figurehead, and then you see the job postings out of CBS and Warner Brothers and everything, and it goes, oh, Ellen Tube and all that stuff. But I, I don't put it on her like that. I really don't. I really would put it in a fucking perspective. It's a corporation. It's a business. And then uh, it's unfortunate that it had to take a BuzzFeed clickbait article to do it. And then I'm glad they called it out. Uh, but then it needed a third perspective to do it. But I, I really don't think it's all L and B all end all. I think there is a lot of piling on sort of a Nickelback Creed effect, unfortunately. And I've been noticing it for a year. So people just pile on it. But who the fuck are you to criticize her, right? That's all I'm saying. Put it in a little perspective. Bilber is right. You gotta give her time to like wind down also. So she did stuff like the stand up and people were shocked. She said, oh my god, Ellen can be so mean. I just go like, dude, Ellen was always like this. Why are you surprised? Why are you putting her on such a fucking pedestal? You know, all that stuff. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that. I was like, stop putting people on a fucking pedestal and expect them to be this nice or like this mean, you know, all that stuff. They're all human beings. Put yourself in her shoes, you know. Why don't you go back? You know, have a stand-up career, and then don't tell anybody except for the rumors and mumbling mumblings behind the scenes that, oh, she might be lesbian, but then you never fully come out because you might get blacklisted in the mid-90s and late-90s. And then she come out. And then she, she goes away for five, six years, and then she comes back with a daytime show. You know, in 2003, 2004, straight, you know, queer eye for a straight guy, you know, gay marriage debate comes up in the 2004 general elections with John Kerry... And fucking George W. Bush. I almost said Dick Cheney. 
<laughs> but that became a side topic, you know? Like, she came at that time, and then she pushed through, and then uh, she hasn't done her stand-up until, like, a couple years ago, and then people are, like, completely forgetting perspectives, and I just go, dude, you really, people really forget to see a big picture, where this thing proceeded from, and then how, where we are today, and then how it proceeded forward, and why am I getting a doorbell? Hang on a second. All right, once again, they, they called the wrong unit, Ugh, and then I had to get up, I had to do this one thirty in the morning. Uh, anyway, so, you know, people don't see the big picture, and then people forget, you know, everybody has a goldfish fucking memory. And look where her life was, and then like I I don't think you can just dismiss her as is. Like, did she did she fucking Sandusky this shit? No. Did she call Roman Polanski? Fuck no. So stop treating her like one of the worst criminals possible. Jesus, there are way worse people and banks out there, and bad institutions. So I don't don't put it on her like that. Uh, I I I can see where how she might have lost sight of things, and I can see how. That show went the way it went. And then I'm glad it got called out. And I'm sure they will clean it up. But don't go like, oh, cancel Ellen. And you just go like, all oh, that shit. I was like, what? What? Canceling her is going to do what? All these other people lose their jobs under that show? What? Fire Ellen and then replace her with who? What? And then people, it's already hard enough. Yeah, and then Ellen didn't pay the fucking staff like Jimmy Kimmel did and all that shit. But I'm sure she'll make it, right? You know, given how bad this got publicity-wise and all that stuff. You know, it's like, I, I just go like, let it sort itself out. You know, I, I just say that. And again, people don't see a fucking big picture, which is why we're also in the fucking COVID shape that it's in. <laughs> so anyways, I'm going to get off my soapbox there. So uh, thank you for listening. Uh, am I am I am I being too easy on Ellen? You know, am I looking at the wrong big picture? No, BK, you're being a fucking ignorant asshole. It's like, well, argue with me then. What, where am I looking at a wrong picture? I would love to hear you. Fucking, no, no fucking pencil neck geek, fucking stupid ass Twitter argument. Like that, as if that's a fucking society and just cancel everybody. You know, like that solves an actual problem, right? But I talked about this like a few episodes back, you know, go listen to it. And uh, I don't blame Ellen. I hope she rectifies the situation. And I'm confident that she will. She has the resources. She has the will to do it. So I'm going to give her a chance and give her a rope there. Okay? Thanks for listening. Uh, Q&A episode next week. Send, on, send in all the questions and criticisms. It's honestly open book. Ask me, ask me anything. Uh, it's the fourth go around that I do this. I skipped the one one year. So let's do it. It's, uh, it's a fun thing I do. It usually goes more than the 20 minutes I do. But uh, let's see what happens. Email me at a-outlook.com, a-outlook.com. And then uh, you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, whatever pod thing you use, you'll find me. And then uh, we'll check back next week and do all the AMAs that we do next week. All right? Peace out.